the thing about the subconscious is it is so incredibly powerful. Really, when you look at us as humans, 5% is your conscious mind. That's the day-to-day, the things that we're aware of, right? That's the logical part of us. But the subconscious mind is pretty much 95% of our programming. And most of that programming is formed in early childhood. So like between, the, between you know, I people go back to memories of being in the womb. So you all the way from the womb until like seven, eight years old around that time, we get very, very, very powerful messaging from our family, from the collective around us, from friends, you know, school, all the things. And so we really develop how we see ourselves, how we see life, how we see relationship, money is a big one. All of that is developed in early childhood. Welcome to today's episode of Unleash Thyself. I am your host, Constantine Moron, and today's guest is Amy Hubbard. Amy is a hypnotherapist and a certified rapid transformational therapist. She guides people to upgrade their subconscious limiting beliefs so they can tap into the truest version of themselves, upgrade their lives, and share their light. So, prepare yourself for an unforgettable conversation that's sure to leave a lasting impression. Welcome back to Unleash Thyself, the podcast that inspires and empowers you to unleash your full potential. I am thrilled to welcome Amy Hubbard to the show. Amy, We can't wait to hear more about the experiences and insights that have led you to where you are today and your unleashed moment, the moment you knew you are on your own path to becoming the best version of yourself. Amy, the floor is yours. Oh, well, thank you. (laughs) I'm not even sure when that moment was, but I can tell you that since I was very, very, very young, I have definitely been in this this journey of self-exploration and really learning about who I am and have always been um, deeply fascinated with just being human and what does that mean and how can I create what I want, you know? And how, so growing up with that feeling... Did you do anything about it when you were young? Did you have deep conversations with your family or friends or mentors? Or did you wait until you were a bit older to explore those questions? As soon as I could get my hands on books. I mean, obviously not when I first started reading. But as a teenager, I really started to explore and take a deep dive into my own concept of spirituality. I was raised in a fairly religious situation just because I grew up in Texas. So it's you know the Bible Belt. But I was never satisfied with what I was being taught. And I was re but I was very much into God and spirit and and all of those things. So I I I read a lot, Constantine. Like I really explored what my parents would have called very crazy things. I did not discuss it with them so much. Okay, I mean yeah. that makes sense, right? Because if if they will call them crazy, it might it might create some conflict between between you and them. But is there a point now, for example, where you discuss all of the things you do and all of the things you believe with yes. those closest to you? Oh, I would say yeah, absolutely. Especially with my tribe, I think that with my parents, I have actually started to discuss quite a few more things with them. But we definitely have a different point of view, and that's okay. I'm I'm totally you know good with that. But, you know, it's interesting for all of us because as we start to explore ourselves and 
you know, how we want to expand in life or if we want to, you know, all those things, we kind of go through different levels of self-actualization, right? I mean, I think we've all had a point in our lives where we didn't know that we didn't know. And, and, And we still don't know what we don't know, right? We don't know that we don't know. But at the same time, we thought that everything happened to us and we didn't have any sort of impact on that, right? You know, and then as we start to explore more and wake up to more, then we start to maybe see like, wow, there's this pattern in my life and and I can see it, but I really, I just, I don't have the tools to change it. I don't know how to change it. So when you had that realization, what journey were you on back then? And how young were you when you realized, you know, wait a second, I have control over some of the outcomes, at least if not all of them. And I can do something about it. I would say the number one thing that that happened in life was that I had this longing, deep, deep desire to travel the world. And it hit me in college. Okay. And I was extremely, extremely lucky. I got to study for a semester abroad in Paris. And it just lit this fire inside of me that I said, I I don't want to just go back home, finish college and get into a quote, regular job. I was, I was feeling a little bit lost about what direction I wanted to go in my life, but I knew that I wanted to travel the world so badly and I didn't know how to do it. Okay. So you didn't know how to do it, but did you know why you wanted to travel the world so much? I was just wanted to explore. I wanted to, in my mind, I wanted to explore the world. And and really, when I look back on it, what I wanted to do was not only explore the the world, but I wanted to experience me exploring the world, right? Yes, yes, yes. And I'm going to take this story and make it a lot shorter, okay? But essentially what happened was I went back to the States and I finished up school and I became deeply depressed because I thought, oh my God, I've got to be like, you know, everyone else is like, this is what I want to do with my life, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, I can't really walk around talking about how I want to travel the world. I mean, what what is that, you know? So I went through this process, unbeknownst to me, I was really tapping into a process of manifestation that I was not aware of at the time. But what I did was every single day I asked the question, how can I create this? I said, I want this. I want this. I want this. Tell me how to do it. And I don't even know who I was talking to. You know, I was talking to the universe, to God, whoever. Whoever was listening, right? Whoever. And I, it must have taken a couple of months, I believe. And I woke up in the middle of the night and I swear, I thought somebody was whispering in my ear and I just, this idea landed. It's like, go teach English overseas. Now, Listen, this is in the 90s. I'm dating myself here. You have to understand that this was not like everything was on the internet time. Yes, we had internet. It wasn't the caveman days, but it wasn't like it is now, you know? And so I couldn't, I wasn't, everyone wasn't just like Googling, you know? And nobody in my, in my reality, my field had ever just done that. So I didn't have like a model for how to do that. But here's the magic. This is where the magic really kicks in. So I did immediately when I had the idea realize that I I had a friend who was in Europe, who I had met in Paris, who happened to be Greek, and I had her phone number. We weren't as into email back then. And I actually called her. I felt so inspired. I called her and I said, you know what? I don't know how I'm going to do this or where I'm going to go, but I'm going to teach English overseas and I'm coming back. 
And she said to me, guess what I'm doing right now? And I said, what? She goes, I'm teaching English in Greece and I can get you a job. <laughs> wow. And ever since then, that sparked such a huge thing in me because one, it led me overseas. I ended up in Greece for a year and a half and then I ended up in Taiwan. And then from Taiwan, I ended up backpacking all over Southeast Asia and led me to my early career as a massage therapist and an energy healer and all the things, right? So I knew that something miraculous happened and I got a taste at that time. I was, I thought, wow, I didn't use the word conscious creator, but I knew that I had something to do with that. And I just wanted to always reverse engineer it, you know, and create that over and over again. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, that, that's an inspiring and beautiful story. Thank you. All in one and you're right, right? It was the first example of, wait a second, I wanted that. I mm -hmm. took action and I made it happen. Because had you not made a phone call, we may not even have this discussion today, right? And that's the action you took. You said, okay, Absolutely. I have some resources. And today, people listening to this, I mean, you have access to the internet. It's a lot easier to, to find that information that you're looking for, right? And even act upon it. It's true. It's true. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what time period we're looking at, right? Because once I had the idea, which is actually the subconscious mind, I mean, I believe, I believe it's also spirit working with you, right? And it's your subconscious mind opens up a doorway like that and says, hey, here's what you can do. All of a sudden, I really, I saw opportunities around me that I was just like blocked to, you know, I just had blinders on before. And yeah, yeah so it's, it's just, we are truly magical. I think that all of us are magical and we can create what we want. Yeah. We could start the podcast right there, right? That's a beautiful message. I'm joking, of course, but <laughs> <laughs> we can expand on it. So, yeah. okay. So you traveled through Europe, then mm -hmm. you went to Asia. You did all the, all the traveling around Asia, became a massage therapist yeah. in the process. What happened next? So I spent many years cultivating different skills at that time. I, I built a massage, you know, I had a lot of clients who massage therapy and energy healing. And I had some, you know, I had at one point I had some health issues that came up. And so I took an even deeper dive into a different kind of energy healing, which ultimately led me to hypnotherapy and even more healing. But what I came across in myself it always comes from like, I feel like so many people who are in the healing or the wellness, you know, business feel this way that they had their own personal experience with healing, obviously, and then they want to offer that, right? And so my, I've had many of those, but the one that really links to what I do today is through the hypnotherapy was healing so many subconscious negative programming that I had around what I thought I could do with my life, you know? my own worthiness, my own ability to, to go out there and create what I want. Even though I'd had, you know, magical experiences in the past, I never really linked that to a career, you know, having a really super fulfilling, soul fulfilling kind of career. Yeah, that's, I mean, that, that's powerful, right? Because you don't realize in the moment that there might be a defining part of your life, right? Like it's going to yeah. decide your journey for pretty much the rest of your life. And yeah. I've seen so many people with these aha moments and I'm, I'm one of them as well. I'm like, I'm still in the process of understanding what I would believe to be my purpose. Mm -hmm. But I, I love to hear how you went through that. Now, of course, you 
you you are specializing in hypnotherapy right now. Yeah. Tell us a bit more about how you got to that portion. I know you mentioned you you doubled into many different things and then sure. you know, eventually got to this point. Well, the thing I love about hypnotherapy is because it goes right into the subconscious mind. And the thing about the subconscious is it is so incredibly powerful. Really, when you look at us as humans, 5% is your conscious mind. That's the day-to-day, the things that we're aware of, right? That's the logical part of us. But the subconscious mind is pretty much 95% of our programming. And most of that programming is formed in early childhood. So like between, the, between you know, I people go back to memories of being in the womb. So you all the way from the womb until like seven, eight years old around that time, we get very, very, very powerful messaging from our family, from the collective around us, from friends, you know, school, all the things. And so we really develop how we see ourselves, how we see life, how we see relationship, money is a big one. All of that is developed in early childhood. So when you think about that, so for myself, when I had that you know realization that I can go in that, and this is what happened was, I had a lot of those programs that were not, you know, I wouldn't say they were optimal programming. I think, you know, we can all relate to that, you know, in different areas, right? And so I had a lot of programs, especially around worthiness. It's not that I grew up, my parents are great. They're very, very loving people. But even if you grow up in the most perfect household on the planet, there's still life, right? And you go to school and all the things. And also your parents are learning, they're human and they have their own programs, so a lot of what we pick up on is theirs. So if they're, you know, grew up as a wounded child, well, you can imprint on that, right? So anyway, what I'm saying with that is, is that the ability to go in and change that program is what really, it just makes me, it's just so exciting and it's so powerfully healing. And your subconscious mind is so deeply, it, it's our body as well, because it's not our logical mind. It, it's the feeling mind. It lives in our heart. So when we can go in, you know, if you came to me, Constantine, and you were saying, I, I want to work on my confidence. I don't have any confidence. I'm not going to sit there and try to, you know, talk you into having more confidence, right? That's just working on the symptom. And it's like working with the conscious mind. What we're going to do is we're going to go deep in and we're going to go into the root cause of where that programming started. Okay where it came in, and then we're going to change it. You're going to walk away from it going, I understand where this came from. I can feel it. You're going to let go of emotions that are trapped that you've been holding for years. You know, that we, some, well, sometimes what we do is we, we push them down because we cannot process them as a little kid. We have no, we don't have the resources we have as an adult. And then we hold them, you know? I can relate with 100%. And yeah. it's so beautiful the way you explain that, right? And I, I can add one thing, I, I suppose, and I want to see yeah. your take on it, right? I mean, you talked about parents having an influence, right? Environment, like school, mm-hmm. religion, you know, politics, all that. And because the generations have different challenges they have to solve, we are learning the skills that, let's say, our parents or their parents had passed down or those skills to defend oneself or to protect oneself. And then all of a sudden, those might not be worthy or not necessarily worthy, but they might not be appropriate for the, the lives that we live today, tens yes. of years, late, decades later. So 
in your experience with working with people through your hypnotherapy and everything you've done so far, have you seen that, for example, you, you go in and you can fully reprogram even the deepest programs, let's say the most traumatic yeah. programs? Yes. People have, a lot of people have serious trauma and absolutely you can go in and reprogram it because it, it's hard to... It's hard to explain it, but I, I think, well, I think we can all relate to this, right? I mean, sometimes what happens to us is when those programs are created, it doesn't have to be high trauma. What one person calls trauma, another person may not. It doesn't matter. It's the perspective of the person, right? And it is trauma to them. When it's trauma, it's trauma. It's upsetting. It. It's almost like what happens is that little part of you, your little boy or your little inner you know, girl that's inside of you, it's like it almost gets trapped in that time in a way. And so you walk around in life. I'm going to simplify it. Let's say that you grew up in a situation where you really were, you may have been told that you were just, you're not worth the time. You know, you're, you're not enough. You're just not enough. And so you've got your little boy or your little girl who feels like that all the time. So is there a conscious, you know, thought that goes across that says, I'm not enough. I'm not enough. No, not necessarily. What happens is you can go through life and, but you have this lens that you view life through that says, I'm not enough. So when you look out there, your mind is constantly looking for evidence of that. You see? Wow. That's such a great example you gave, right? And I would, I would, I would imagine it also means that because you're looking through that lens, you're also creating or co-creating that reality. So yes. you're inviting more of that into that's your life because that's the only thing you know. That's right. And so absolutely, right? And so when you when you ask, can someone be healed from those programs? Oh, yes, they can. And actually, a lot of people that you look at today, you would, I mean, it's amazing what they've done, you know, because they've healed those programs through however, there's many different ways, Right. But the way that I'm working with people is going into the subconscious, right into the root. And it's a it's a process that we do together, you know, but it is about healing that inner, your inner child. You know, I used to laugh at that. Mm -hmm. I used to make fun of that. But I, it is such, it really is what it is. You've got to heal that little part of you that, you know, didn't get their needs met, that didn't get acknowledged, that may have been terrified or whatever it is. So that once that is kind of you're connected with it, right? And you can release that. Then you can help the person. That's why I help them instill safety, especially if it's a, you know, a lot of trauma. And then, then we reprogram much higher than that, right? We, we heal those parts that are really not the parts that really are negative, the old story. And then we can, we can bring in the new story, which is my favorite part, which is the big transformation. You know, this is where, you, this is why I get really clear with people about what is it that you want? You know, it's not just about all the negative. No, it's about that, releasing that. And then let's go into what you want. Like, how big do you want to go? Let, let's go there. So can you, can you tell us maybe one story that moved you in terms of the transformation you've seen in the person without, of course, going any personal details sure, no. uh -huh. or something that left you be like, oh, okay, no, this was clearly my path in life. And helping people overcome this. Wow. Yeah. I, I had a woman who came and saw me for drinking. 
And we, she had a very, very intense childhood of a lot of, you know, alcoholism and just a lot of abuse and neglect in her life. And we did her session. We did a lot of inner child healing and all of the things. She has not had a drink in over a year. That was in one session. Wow. One session. (laughs) One session. Now, do I promise that for everybody in one session? No, I don't. And I did work with her further on other things that came up, but yeah, it can be, it's just really that powerful because when you can see, can, you can really see and understand from a different perspective, you know, and that's when you can, you get to move forward. That's when you can see like, Oh, I, I don't have to see life like this anymore. You know, I get to, I get to create my story. Yeah. Yeah. That's an inspiring story for sure. Right there. Mm -hmm. Let me ask you this. So, you know, it sounds like this person that came to you, this lady, she was aware of the problem. She knew that she wanted to fix it somehow. And she's like, Amy, help me out. We did a session. It took off. But have you had scenarios in which maybe the people, maybe they were aware of the problem, maybe not, but they were resisting change. Oh yeah. Not necessarily at the surface level, but more under the surface. And how does that impact the work you do? Yeah, it's very, very interesting. When someone is in resistance, I can still work with them. Let, let me just put it out like this. If somebody really comes to me like, I really, really want to work on this, but they're still experiencing resistance, it's okay. It's good. As long as the desire is there, it does make it so that what what happens is a lot of times, you know, obviously I work with them further than just a session. Because oftentimes, here's what happens. You resist because you don't feel safe, you see. And and this leads to this. Your mind, one of the top rules of your mind is that it it loves what's familiar and it does not like what what is unfamiliar. And so, so a lot of times what happens is we just have to connect. We have to rewire so that we can allow ourselves to start to, to feel familiar taking this new, you know, pathway. So really, yeah. And I have tools outside of hypnosis as well. So there are other things, you know, but we're always connecting with the subconscious mind. That's the key though, right? Get the subconscious, finding the programming, removing it. Now, so I'm assuming someone will have to continue working beyond just a session or a few sessions with you, right? Because there's a lot of changes they need to make. If someone were to happen, Uh would would it be safe to assume all the programming could make its way back? It doesn't usually make its way back, especially when they're just taking the next step forward. But that is one of the reasons why if somebody comes and they want like a big transformation, they're really looking to make, you know, big, a big change. Sometimes I have worked with people and they just want like to lose weight. For example, we've done it in a session that's happened several times. Right. But really my, like my gift, I really love working with people and taking them through a full transformation. And with that, what I'm working with them, we're doing hypnosis and I'm also doing coaching with them because a really big piece for all of us is once we've created these new beliefs, right? And we're forming new neural pathways. That's the key because when you do that, you're you're creating new behavior. You're doing new things. That's really the embodiment piece that comes in. It's what I'm always striving on for myself as well because yeah, okay, now you have this new belief, but what steps are you taking? You know, what aligned action steps are you taking within that belief, right? You still you still get to take action. You still get to move forward and you might still feel nervous, you know, 
for example, are scared, but you, you, you can, you can move through it. You can take that next step. And so I like to work with people in a process where, you know, I take them through the full, the full transformation. Exactly. Cause I would imagine, I mean, like everything else in life, if you want to get to a certain point in life, you need to put some work in there, right? Manifestation helps, but it's not going to manifest if you don't put the work in, right? Absolutely. And I will say this, Constantine, this is really funny. Like, we always think like, oh, well, I'm here and this CEO person is there and whatever. Even the CEO has still got stuff to work on. Let's say, you know, they maybe they have a dream that's even bigger and it's going to impact the, the planet, right? But they have subconscious limiting beliefs at that level. Like it's just, we get to keep moving through the layers. Yes. We always get to move through the layers. Exactly. And I mean, it sounds like, of course, the journey is never over, right? You can always unpack more and, and work on different parts of yourself to continue to improve, right? Continue to learn, continue to grow and Absolutely. have a bigger impact, right? In your own life. And then, of course, outside of your own life. Yes. And what's even more fascinating is that sometimes life just brings you these surprises, right? And you have this sort of, I mean, for you, you've got a great story. You had a bit of a an awakening. Exactly right. And yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, it feels like, you know, everything that I've done in life led me to this moment where I opened my eyes, right? I had a journey mm -hmm. that I had in Ecuador. And all of a sudden, I'm like, you know what, there's more to life than I initially thought, even though I was someone like yourself, always asking questions and asking why and trying to understand. But I never necessarily initially had the resources around me to be able to explore further. Mm -hmm. Or maybe I have the right guidance from my own self or externally to yeah. get to the past. So one of the reasons we're doing this today is to spread the word, right? That you can mm -hmm. do different things. They're just tools, but you can pick any of these tools and see if they work in your life and it can help you elevate yourself or to use a cliche word here, unleash thyself yeah, to get yourself great, to the next level. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. There are so many, there really are amazing, amazing tools out there. I mean, I am partial to what I do because I just, I love it, but I have, I have experienced so much healing through many different modalities. Yes. So I know you, you talk a lot about shifting limited beliefs and we touched on that right now. What's your, I'll say, like, if you were to give your best three aha moments with shifting limited beliefs, or even just one, what would those be? I'm sorry, repeat what you said. You're my best three what? Uh, like tips on shifting oh, limited yeah. beliefs. Okay. So first thing is, I'm going to go back to what I said before, that your mind loves what is familiar, right? So if there's something that you want to do and you're you're scared to do it or you you have this fear or you you don't feel confident enough right you want to shift your belief around um let's just say here that you want I'm going to give an example that you want to lose some weight right and you yes. want to you want to shift around that you want to shift into the belief system I have a healthy body I love my body I feel really good right but you are not so hip to going to the gym and doing the things that you need to do so taking that rule that you know, your mind loves what is familiar and does not like what is unfamiliar. What you get to do is you get to start to make, for example, going to the gym familiar. And here's how you do it. You, you what you do is you got to reward yourself. <laughs> okay. We're very simple like that as humans, we need the reward, right? The reward's got to be good. So what, for example, let's say that you have your coffee every morning and you love having your coffee every morning. So what you start to do is, and this is where you have to take some action. 
but you start to reward yourself for going to the gym. You, for example, just as an example, you don't allow yourself to have your coffee till you go to the gym and do your thing. Or, you know, you, you put a reward on everything that you want to do. That's the key. You know, if you go to the gym three times that week, then you allow yourself, you don't reward yourself through food. You, you go shopping or you, you go get a manicure and pedicure, you know, just example like that. The other thing I will tell you is that what you're, so your mind does what it thinks that you want it to do. So if your mind does what you, what it thinks that you want it to do, (laughs) to say this right, you've got to give it the right instructions. Okay. So what I would say to that is I love daily ritual. I am such a fan of daily ritual is what I talk to my clients about. Every day, you you pick your time. I like to do it first thing in the morning. I, I personally think it's the best, but whatever works for you, as long as you'll do it every day. You do your intention setting time. You take that time and you tell your mind, this is what I'm creating. This is what I want, right? And you get to really make it like a like a ritual for yourself. Personally speaking, I I, I think that you need to do what you want. You know what I mean? What feels good to you? I, I do a little meditation. I do my intention setting. And the other thing I would add to that is do not ignore those feelings inside of you when you feel your, your inner critic, right? And you and that's definitely going to come up because when you want to grow and expand, that part of you is going to come up to keep you safe. It's going to be like, uh-uh, I don't think so. And it, it's not going to be in the form of necessarily telling you you're not safe, it might be in the form of, well, that's probably not going to go that well for you. Or you don't know how to speak in public or, you know, all the naysaying things, right? So instead of trying to ignore that, I I say sit with it and really like you're going to feel where is that in your body? You know, I know that when I feel those things come up, like even as I'm talking to you right now, I feel like I want to put my hands on my heart. I know what that feels like to have that voice come up, right? And I can always feel it in my chest, but you might feel it in your throat or somewhere else. And I just sit with that and I, and I, I, I feel into it. I allow, allow the feelings to be felt. But then I, I ask, is that really true? Like, is that really true? And I can always get to the bottom of like, where is this coming from? You know? So, and then connecting with where it's coming from and then saying, well, what, what can I believe right now that is true? That it really is tangible and true. Not some like made up thing, like in the future, I'm a multi, multi-millionaire thing, but like the truth is I am safe right now, you know, and I am, I, I can do this, you know, or whatever the thing is that you're looking to do. But I think it's very, very important to acknowledge how we feel. Yes, I, I agree with it 100%. Yeah. And everything you said about setting intentions, right? Mm-hmm. Being grateful as well fits as part of that, right? Looking at yeah. the good things you have and setting intentions for what you want next. And I would imagine your intention setting is almost like you're making whatever you want, you know, be an aware thought that comes to your mind and stays yes. with you. So then you can actually make not only intentional decisions to take you in that path, but I, was in my, I, would, I would imagine subconscious decisions because now this is coming with you. I want to. I want to be at this level. Yes. In a few days, months, years. So now, like you said, your mind wants to do what you want. So if that's what you want, 
It does. And you keep repeating yourself. Like to me, it makes sense the way you explain it. And the examples you gave are very beautiful. How, how long would you say do you spend every day on your rituals? Or is it, it, it varies depending on your mood and of course, everything else that goes on in the day. I guess for me, I'm at this point right now, I'm doing, I'm probably spending about half an hour to 45 minutes on it, but that's just me. I honestly think you can do your ritual in like 15 minutes. I, I just feel like it's just important. You know, everyone's a little different and mine changes as well. I want to just say that like your part of your ritual can be even journaling, breath work, things that really, you know, you connect to you. I love all of these things and I use all of them. Like not every day I might switch it out. Right. But I mean, it's just, yeah, that you have options, you know, you do what feels good for you. Even if it's just taking five minutes and putting your hands on your heart and just breathing and saying, you know, thank you. I'm here. You know, I'm going to show up for myself today. I think that's such an amazing message, right? Because at the end of the day, there's so many tools out there. And unlike what social media and media wants us to believe, there are no three tools that everyone can use and become the best version of themselves. There may be tools that work for you, Amy, and there may be tools that work for me. And then some people may take one from you, one from me. And that's how life goes. And I think that's the beauty of having conversations like this is reemphasizing the fact that we all are looking for shortcuts in life sometimes, right? Yeah. Or we've been at that point sometimes that we look for shortcuts. But the answer is really, yes, there may be shorter ways to get to a destination, mm-hmm. but it still requires work. It still requires certain tools to be used. And those you can develop yourself. It may take a long time. Or you can pick them from people like yourself that have put in the work, have you have felt it themselves, overcome it, and then helped others overcome that. Absolutely. And I I just want to say that really, when it comes to healing our subconscious limiting beliefs, and I just apply this across the board, you know, it's really great to have another person there with you. Because when you are working with somebody, you're in relationship, you know, and they're holding that mirror for you. So the trick is, of course, finding that person you feel really safe with, comfortable with, that holds that that space, you know, of just unconditional love so that you can you can allow that to come up. And it can be transformed much faster when you do that. Absolutely. And yet there are many there are different ways to do it, you know, but I know for years I did affirmations. And if I had just been told one thing, right, if I knew that one thing, these if I had said to myself, these are directions to my mind. Mind, these are instructions. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This is what we're doing. Yeah. It would have been even more powerful, right? Yeah. It'd been even more powerful. And then when I found the hypnosis and other ways that I've been taken into my subconscious, it was even more powerful because then it was like I didn't have to go through the conscious mind. We got right into that root. You know, we got right in and we're able to pull it out. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's all, I mean, all makes sense to me, right? And it's such, it's so well said. And I want to circle back on a point you brought up earlier. A couple of times, actually, you mentioned the idea that, you know, we are resistant to change as human beings, which is actually a very known fact, especially in the professional world, right? So in, in my career as a consultant, one of the things I specialize in is change management within an organization. And funny enough, one of the big parts of it is change resistance. Like, how do you get ahead of the fact that, people are going to resist a change, right? So I'll give you an example. Okay. Let's say we're using a tool right now to record this video. And let's say that's all you know. You've used it for 10 years to record the video with me. Well, I'm going to want to introduce a new tool for you to use. And I'm going to have to train you. 
ask you to use it, right? And do all those parts. Well, some people are going to be resistance, be resistant because they've always designed the way. So why should they change? They like it, right? It's like you said, it's comfortable. It's what they know. And it's funny, like I was thinking years ago, it's like you can apply similar principles from the professional life into our own life, but we seem to not do that very often. And mm-hmm. that's the, those are the points you touched on. It's like, yeah. how do we make it easy for us, right, to not resist the change? And it goes by the example you gave, gave with the weight loss with rewarding. Well, part of change management in the professional world is, uh, is reinforcing a change, right? Yes. And reinforcement can be done through material things or things that the person wants. Yes. So much similarity, yet we don't apply the type of logic to our personal life. It's so interesting what you're saying. And I love that you're asking this. And I, 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 several things are coming in, (laughs) but I just wanted to say that emotion always wins over logic with the mind, with the subconscious mind, not the conscious mind. Subconscious mind is the feeling mind. Your emotions always win. See, that's why people can't logic their way out of anything. I mean, out of emotion, out of trauma, out of all the things. Otherwise, we'd all be like, oh, you know. So what you're saying, though, is I hear what you're saying. And so I have a way of working with people and getting clear on what is the payoff. Because there is the payoff, right, of the resistance usually is around safety, or but it, it, it actually can get very specific to the person. It can be, well, if I'm... If I'm big, my if I'm big, meaning if I expand and grow, then my family won't love me anymore. That's huge. And if your family doesn't love you anymore, how are you going to survive? You know what I'm saying? It's it's no, a big, no. big thing, right? So what that gets to be addressed in the session, it does come up in the session, you know, and often what it is, Constantine, is that there's a part. It's not the whole. It's a part of you that says, I can't let this happen. I cannot allow this to happen because if this happens, then that's going to happen. And so what we get to do is work with that part. You know, we get to work with that part. But And on top of that, and you know this because you, if I may say, you're a plant, you've had the experience of plant medicine, right? Yes. So and the same thing through working with the subconscious mind is that when the love and the the unconditional love and the, the compassion drop in and you can have this just profound compassion for yourself and, and understanding like why that was created, often programs can be dropped just like that. Yeah, I can you definitely know? relate to that 100%. Yeah. And I mean, I've seen transformations around me of people that have had those realizations all of a sudden. It's like, it is, you're right, it's almost like a switch, right? You turn the switch off or on, depending on the situation. And all of a sudden, wow, you know, it's like a blindfold wow. Blindfold got lifted off of my eyes. You can never go back. See, you've had a transformation and you can never, ever go back. You cannot unknow or unsee that transformation. You exactly. Just... A friend and of mine had a really good analogy. It was, let's imagine we are inside of an egg, right? We have an eggshell. And once you your mind is open to these ideas, right? The actual gets cracked and more and more light comes in. I mean, you cannot fix that, right? Once the light is in, it's in. Now you can just keep expanding, right? Keep cracking away the shell until you come out of, of it. Yes. And I'm such a firm believer because I've seen it over and over again with people. I've seen it with my own life. The more you open up and say yes, right? You might go through the muck as you do that because things are going to have to get cleaned up. Energy is going to have to get cleaned up. Sometimes you're going to have a realization, which is not fun, but it can happen where you're like, "Mm, 
that person is toxic. Like they're actually not, you know, a part of this growth and expansion. Things like that can happen. But you move through that stuff and you get to the other side. You're you're just like, I never, ever want to go back. My life is just, right? It's just better. It's a difference. Absolutely. Yeah. So I want to go back uh, for a minute to what you mentioned earlier around planets. And you asked me if I've been on a journey, right? And I've been, and it's it's been amazing. But what I've seen is a lot of people transforming it in various levels. Right? It depends on, yeah. of course, what they've gone through. And you touched on a point early on, which is parents often, or those around you, have good intentions when you are raised up. As a near child, of course, you're going to pick up the good and the bad. And in your experience with what the work you do, all plant medicine, yeah. mm-hmm. have you seen the people that had mostly a positive upbringing still have a lot of things that they have to work on and they don't necessarily realize that they have? Because that's been my experience. And I'm curious to see your take. Because in mean, the example yeah. with the alcoholism, right? That's, you know, that's something if you have bad parents that raise you up and environment, it's going to be easy to be like, yeah, that person is going to be having quite a few issues. Yeah. So what you're saying, but what you're saying is, is that a lot of times when people grow up with a pretty good childhood from all, whatever, from that perspective, that they actually have a harder time. I had the time realizing that there might be problems yeah. down, down below the surface that they can, that they may have to work through. You know, it's very, very interesting. I, it's an interesting question to ask. I haven't really thought about that until you just brought it up. I guess it's more obvious when people have had a really traumatic childhood, you know, at the same time, I can't say that I had a very traumatic childhood and yet there are certain things that traumatized me. They just yeah. did. You know what I mean? Exactly. It's like, if I told you what they were, you'd be like, ah, that's nothing. Somebody else might be like, that's awful. You know, who knows? I feel, but I can see what you're saying. I think that a lot of times we just, sometimes I feel like we just imprint from our parents their own insecurities. And it's very, very hard to to see that or really understand that, you know? And I think that with plant medicine, are you saying, are you also saying that some of those people that they haven't had a big transformation? Well, so what I was saying with that part as well is the fact that I've met people that had a fairly good upbringing, according to them, right? Yeah. Safe. They had everything they wanted, but then they had all these underlying problems and coming to plant medicine for what, you know, it was a, a reason that wasn't necessarily deep enough. But then by going to plant medicine, they realized they had all this to unpack. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Very, very interesting. And so a lot of times what we do, all of us as humans, is that we, we what we all have to understand is that we, whatever happens to us, it's not the event. It's our interpretation of the event. Yes. 100%. And so once we become clear on our interpretation of the event, then we can change everything. I, I do want to give you an example on this, okay? Because yes, this is really important. You know, I've had clients, and I know not just me, but like co- colleagues and many people, they've had clients that were not wanted, truly. Their parents did not want them, okay? And so in the session, I've definitely had somebody who've had who has had that. And we were able to connect her with the with the, for her, this is the language I use. It depends on the person. 
she was able to connect with the universal love. I was able, able to help her connect with if you, the universe wants you here. You see her just having mm-hmm. that download and, but not, I'm just saying it. So it doesn't, it's not, it's in a, the right place. Right. And really connecting with that, like, like you do with plant medicine where you get the download, you know, you just, you're filled with the, the love. You are the love. Right. And so she was able to connect with that that feeling of, yeah, I am wanted, like not just connect with it, but like, get it like, yes, I am wanted. Otherwise I would not be here. My mom didn't want me. It's true. She didn't, but my mother was so incredibly wounded. She wasn't wanted. And so she just passed that down. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just one. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, that's a great example. Yeah. That's a, that's a a tough one as well, right? Because one thing you touched on a few minutes ago that was really important so is the idea that trauma for someone may not be trauma for someone else. Yeah. Something that you may find difficult may not be for someone else. And that's, I would say, one element that took me a while to understand is that, you know what, at the end of the day, we are on this journey alone. We have our own challenges, but together is how we, we get to the destination. Right, helping each other out. And even though, let's say, Amy, you have your own trauma, I have my own, there are mm-hmm. people that will resonate with either yours or mine mm-hmm. or others. And that means they can learn from what we've gone through. Yeah. And then also they can share what they've gone through so they can help others in their life and, and around them. And I think that's where the beauty lies in, where it's like you realize, wait a second, I'm not alone anymore. Yeah. To your point, I'm wanted, right? By someone, even by myself. Maybe it's like I want myself to be in this life so I can make a difference. Yeah. And then work with those around you and find your tribe. Because I know you mentioned the word tribe, but we haven't really talked about that. But I, I love that word because it's like your tribe doesn't necessarily mean that it's your family, right? No. Your family, right? It could be online. It could be half online, half in person. And that's the beauty of it, of the technology where it is today. It's giving us the opportunity to actually find the people that we resonate with. Oh, agreed. And and when you can truly, when you can let go of a lot of these stories, then you then you can connect with your truest self. And that's what I love to do is help people connect with their truest self so that you you really can live the life that you were meant to live. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I do know you, do you find that people that work with you also then get to get to a point where they find more of their purpose? Because you said live the life you're meant to be. So that means you're finding who yes. you are and then what you're supposed to do. Absolutely. In fact, I just finished working with a woman who, oh my gosh, that was the whole thing with her. She really wanted, she's like, I've got to find my purpose. I got to find, and we just, mm. I, I worked with her, We, you know, and we let that go. And you know what? By the end of it, she's like, I feel so on purpose and she knows the path that she's taking you know what i mean but we had to what we really had to help her let go of was that trust you know that trust that belief in herself you know she, she grew up in a situation that was quite difficult you know there was no yeah so you gave me you gave me an aha moment there. that's a beautiful story and i'm thinking back at my journey mm-hmm. last year in ecuador and it's like i didn't go looking for my purpose right yeah but somewhat somehow because i worked on different elements months later the purpose came to me or at least part of it right like what i'm doing right now is part of that bigger picture purpose and it's almost like i had to essentially climb certain steps, steps, make certain changes in order for me to, to get to a point. And it sounds like that's a very similar story, right? Some people may need plant medicine or 
find a way to go through that. Some people may, you know, hypnotherapy, mm-hmm. or it could be, a, you know, a million other tools. It could, yeah, right, yeah. Exactly. So that's that's beautiful. So like, let's talk about hypnotherapy for a second. Yes. Two questions, but I'll start with one. Sure. Can you do it virtually? Absolutely. Is it, okay, that's, Absolutely. okay, how does it work? So it really doesn't matter whether you're with somebody or not. But I like to have people super, super cozy and comfortable, like not sitting straight up, you know, in the chair like this. Um, so what I, it's, it doesn't matter. They're just listening to my voice and what I make sure that they're set up so that I can see them. And here's, here's a really good point to bring up about hypnotherapy. I think that a lot of us have seen it where it's like stage hypnotherapy and there people are doing crazy things and, you know. The truth is the client is always in control and they're not going to be able, they won't even receive something that they don't want to do. Like I could put people in hypnosis and say, you are writing me a $50,000 check. You know what I mean? How did it happen, right? They're going to be like, I don't think so. So you see, you still have control, right? And so it's just about going into a relaxed state. And what happens when you drop into that relaxed state we're able to really tap into the subconscious mind. You're able to receive information that you wouldn't be able to receive talking just the way you and I are right now. So it's receiving information. If I understood correctly from earlier, it's also accessing information that's stored at various levels that before you couldn't. Absolutely. It's it's fascinating. I want to say something to you because I just have to say this. Going back to you and getting you to Ecuador... It's like your subconscious was like, okay, this is his time. It's like your soul said, it's time. We're going to wake him up. Even for you to make that decision to go to Ecuador, right? Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. Because it all started with an idea. And it's like, okay, you have this calling. You you need to explore this. Mm-hmm. And keep in mind, I'm someone that has a mathematics degree, right? Yeah. I've been in tech my entire life. So that means I'm skeptical unless I can see proof, right? So I went in as a skeptic with an open mind because I would love to learn more and ask questions. Uh-huh. And then the rest is history, as they say. You know, my mind was blown wide open and I'm like, you Here cannot you change that, right? Like, Can't change it. So yeah. I have this perspective that every single person that comes to see me, it's because their subconscious mind wants to be healed. Right. Like I just hold that perspective. And you know what? I would imagine that makes the experience for both you and the person you work with easier and more connected. Because if someone, let's say, showed up to you, they didn't believe in the work you do in hypnotherapy. They didn't want to change. I doubt you could do much because, you know, your tool wouldn't work if if the wall is up, right? Absolutely. Sometimes people come to me and they go, look, I really want help. I don't know if this can work for me. I don't really think it can, but can you help me? That's essentially what they're saying. I'm like, yes, we can work with that. I can work with that. But it's just, yeah, if they're like already in this place of this is not going to work, that's, they're not, it's not going to work. They gave me a funny idea or thought in my mind. And it's something that you sometimes see on TV. It's almost like they, they bring in the skeptics and it's like, oh, prove that it works. And then, you know, let's mm-hmm. say they take the biggest skeptic and they bring you into a room and they start recording you. And it's like, well, if you can't make them believe in this, then what you do doesn't matter. Or what you do yeah. is phony. Right. And it's like, it's the same idea, right? It's like, yep. well, you can't help everyone. So that's lesson number one. Absolutely. You can only help people that want to help themselves. That's, I would say for me, lesson number two. Mm-hmm. And you have to have a desire to put the work in. Absolutely. Because, you know, you cannot, like, you can't expect Amy to fix everything, right? You, you'll mm-hmm. help, but then the person has to do the work. 
it's all about helping for me, like it's all about helping them with awareness, right? And as people grow and we all expand, again, self-actualization expands and grows. And what begins to happen is you start to see like, oh, wait a minute, I'm looking outside of me. I'm looking at my external world and I don't like what I see. And yet I know that I am the projector of this movie, right? When As you start to grow, you get to really and then you get to go, you say, okay, well, I can't go out there to change it. Now I'm going to go in. Yeah. How, and, that's- and I love the movie analogy because I would, I would imagine, you know, it's the projector of the movie, but you're also like maybe the director, the screenwriter, right? The script right. writer, you do all of the stuff if you want to. But mm-hmm. when you give your power away to others, then you essentially delegate those positions to other people. All of a sudden, you're following someone else's movie. Absolutely. And you're giving it, you're taking away, yeah, you, you don't have your power. But we all have to remember that, right? We all get to remember that no matter how far along you think you are, you're going to have something that's going to come in your life. You're like, oh, you know, and then you're like, wait a minute. Okay, okay. I got to remember, you know, what's going on with me that this thing out there is happening. So so I'll ask you a question about plant medicine as we were just briefly talking about that. How has it impacted your life and the work you do? by being able to also tap into this magical ancestral power? It's been a huge, huge, huge awakening for me. I've been working with plant medicine all the way back since 2010. And it has, it's just been such a big spiritual awakening, like one layer after another. It has helped me see what, what is possible. And I don't even know what all is possible, but I just say mm-hmm. it's it's opened me up to more of what is possible, not only for myself, but for others. I've gotten to experience my own healing, very deep healings, healings, plural, and the healings of others, you know, and I have seen how has affected me. Well, the, the plant medicine really works with the subconscious mind, you know, it and it, it works with your subconscious mind me, and it works with your body. It works with your heart all at once. Right. So it has been really awakening for me in terms of how I work with people. I love working actually with plant medicine people. I, I like to this is something I can talk about later, but I like to help people with integration on that. So it really has the work. Enhanced your life, enhanced your journey. Yeah, it has, you know, and a lot of times when we go into a session with somebody, it's like a journey. It is like a plant medicine journey. I don't know where they need to go. They know where they need to go and they're subconscious, you know, and I would even say their soul, right, is, is guiding. And so I'm able to to be with that. I'm able to hold that with them. And I think plant medicine has been a big, huge part of that. Just, you know how it is with plant medicine and, and just being with what is and receiving it with unconditional love. Yes. It opens your mind up to so many different perspectives that you didn't necessarily know before, or maybe you knew deep down, but you weren't accepting of it because of conditioning society. Mm -hmm. Well, I, and it amplifies, it just opens your heart so much. And your heart is so much more powerful than the mind. Yes. Yes. And the message, I mean, at least for me, I, you know, I keep hearing that from my own experience, but those that I talk to as well is the message is clear. And it's so simple. It's lead with your heart, right? Lead with love. Yeah. And that's the bot at the, at the base of it. That's the, the most simplistic 
purpose that everyone has in this life. Just live from a place of love and create. Absolutely. Right. And there's different variations of that for each of us, right? Because we have our unique journey. But at the base of it, that's at least my understanding from all the work I've done in the last couple of years. Absolutely. I couldn't, I, I can't even add on to that. <laughs> well, what we can do on that note, I'll, I'll, we can go to the two questions I like to ask at the end. Okay. Normally, what I do, they have to do with time travel. So normally I, we go 10 years in the past, 10 years in the future, but I, if, I have a feeling here I want to ask you, if you could go back to the 90s, to that young girl that was deciding that she wants to go to Greece and you could go there, maybe you are the one that wakes her up in the middle of the night to whisper, hey, do this, but you could give another piece of advice, what would it be? Wow, that's such a great question. I would tell her, Revel in every minute, enjoy every moment, just be in the present, enjoy it, take it all in. Yes. I love that message message because that was, that was another message that I received as well in, in, you know, on my journey so far. And it's repeating because even though I'm receiving it, it's like, part of me is like, nah, that's too easy. (laughs) It's, it's, it's not easy. Any of this stuff, it's simple but it's not necessarily easy, Exactly, Exactly. It can be easy, but anyway. (laughs) We make it difficult, right? And I mean, you know, it's part of the journey, right? To to keep learning and growing. Now, okay, so we went in the past. Now we can go in the future. So your present self goes 10 years in the future. You see all the amazing things you've accomplished, all the people you've helped, Mm -hmm. the person you've become, and you get to have a 15-minute conversation with your future self as a mentorship session. You can bring one thing back, though. What would it be? Oh, wow. What could I bring back? That's a really good question. I hope I can answer this. There is no right or wrong answer. So anything goes. Yeah. The first thing that comes up for me is just self-love, self-acceptance. Really simple once again, but just, yeah. Yeah, because they can unleash you, right? They can unleash yourself fully. All of that, and I, 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 I would add one more thing, which I guess I'm not supposed to, but is that just Very trusting of life. Just trust it. Just go with it. Flow with it. So beautiful, Amy. Yes, I love it. I love it. <laughs> now, of course, before I let you go here, because we had an amazing conversation, is there anything else that you'd like to add that maybe we haven't touched upon? Like any you know, other piece of wisdom or mm-hmm. lessons learned? I don't know about more wisdom, but I would say that I like to just offer that we are all already whole and complete and everything that we want, that we want to experience, that we, any of the physical, all the things are already inside of us. We are so amazing and we, we can, we have the power to create what we want. Yes. That's an amazing message, right? There. And before we conclude today, where can people find more of you? Where can they connect with you? The easiest way to connect with me is through my website, which is very simple. It's IamWholeness.com. Easy enough. I am wholeness. That's it. You're wholeness. Perfect. Well, Amy, I can't thank you enough. I learned so much and I had an amazing time having a conversation with you. Until next time. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for being with us today. To find out more amazing content and episodes, please visit UnleashThyself.com. Or you can find us on social media.